was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 108. I'm not going to get used to saying one something. But in this episode, we're going to, of course, talk about the Draymond Green and Jordan Poole situation. We got some business talk. We got uh, whether to do business over passion or passion over business. Uh, And then position versus media. Moose, Hmm. how are we feeling about this? Yeah, this is this is where you start to see different sides of business that could be a little like, uh, I don't know that I want to be involved in here, but it's good to know. So you have no surprises. Mm, let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one live streaming platform that everything you see with Nikki and Moose is done through Ecamm Live from to bleh, can't even talk. From the transitions to the air horns to the audio, the whole nine, everything that you would need, especially streaming on multiple platforms, is done through Ecamm Live. So all you gotta do. For your 14 free day trial is go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam and you can get 14 days for free. Let's go. Can't believe I messed up early, but that's all good. Uh Moose, how are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling pretty good. Thank you for asking. Uh, you know, it's still October, so I gotta keep talking about the Yankees and baseball. It's a little okay. frustrating right now being a Yankee fan, but um, you know, we got faith. I got we got some faith. Yeah. yeah. Are they winning? I, are they losing? There's people who don't watch baseball out in these streets. Okay, I know, so, you, I know so, you don't think that, but there's people. I know. I know. It's crazy to think about. No, well, right, at right. the time of, at the time that we're recording this, they advanced to the championship series, but they lost the first two games. So they're down 0-2 oh, in wow. the championship series. So it's a little crazy, but they are coming home to the Bronx tomorrow and uh i'm hoping the hometown loving is gonna get them straight so we shall see we sh- we shall see let's uh, let's please root for uh please moose's uh uh yankees because yeah. this is all he's going to be talking about please. until then so the this next, is all we're going to get this is all we're going to get yeah. people <laughs> <laughs> for the next couple how of is moose? Yeah. my yeah. yankees lost oh man but how man. are you no worries uh yeah, yeah that's you know it is what it is. Yankees, please win. Please. I'm begging please. you. Somebody. Yes. Somebody in the Yankees, please watch this and hear this and just do that for us, please. Um, me, myself, I am Gucci. Um, going to Jamaica again B. for the third time. Crazy. I don't know how we got here. I don't know how I've gone to Mexico twice. Jamaica, this is going to be my third third time let me go somewhere new mm. i think when we like stuff we just continue to go back over and over we again abuse it. Right, 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 we right. abuse it let's just let's just go somewhere else let's 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 do this but i also got a new thing everybody say hi to lb say hi to lb mm. look at lb all right, right lb what up now lb's dope right and he also got like the little nikki stuff like like a oh, toy fire. story super mm-hmm. dope um Got that done. I, here's the real reason. Um, I was I was done buying other art collectibles. <laughs> them them are expensive. Them mm-hmm. ex- shout out to my mom. She knows about cause. Uh, them run a good amount. They run a guap. <laughs> like four and above. Right. That's right. I, if I'm going to spend that, I might as well make my own. So now we got LB. Um, I like it for right now. There's just one, there's one of one like me. So, yeah, you know I me, mean? we'll see what happens in the future. I like that. 
I like that. We'll it's a good mixing happens. right there. Just just let the people know in case you didn't know. Originals out here. Okay, oh, yeah, limited yeah, yeah, collection. Yeah, yeah. There's one only one of one. There's only yeah, one of one. Just but, just just in case y'all didn't know. Here you go. Yeah, but let's get into this episode. All right, we're gonna do some different people. We got segments, okay? So we really need uh, your feedback, whether it's through the comments, whether it's through uh, the chat, however you want to go about this. We have a few segments uh, for this episode. So this very first one, of course, it's called What's Poppin'? <laughs> All right. And in this section, we're going to be talking about something that's happening in the branding uh, world, social media world that I'll cover. And then Moose will cover the business side, whatever's happening over there. So uh, I'm going to be honest, right? Uh, I really didn't want to talk about the Kanye thing. I really didn't. Okay. I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, but then, of course, I find this clip that reminds me a little bit about it. So I'll probably refer to it. So I'm not going to, but I'm going to. If for people who are like, is Nikki and Moose going to be talking about the Kanye drink champs? Bare minimum, because I'm I'm over it. But anyways, so um, Draymond Green... As we saw, oh, well, you may not have saw. So let me let me do a quick recap, right? Uh, there was a video that was leaked of the Golden State Warriors practice, right? Now that NBA is back, there's been a lot of focus on the, you know, NBA teams. And there was a video that was leaked that Draymond Green busted Jordan Poole's head. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to sugarcoat that that looked mean that okay bad. that was a yeah that was really bad so um of course everybody was trying was waiting for what does jordan have to say what does draymond green have to say and draymond has a podcast right and the question was is it going to be on the podcast is it not and he was actually talking at TechCrunch. And I really wanted to see his response about it because when we think about it, he has all right to speak about it on his platform. That's kind of his brand. He's trying to create something outside of basketball. And so this is what he said. For me to release a podcast and speaking on the Jordan Poole incident um, that, that we had in practice, ultimately, the numbers will probably shoot through the roof, right? Because everybody wants to hear sure. and, you know, uh, people love controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I never want to do that and look like I'm chasing something for my personal gain. And so that was why I didn't release a podcast on the situation at all. I've spoke about it several times, yeah, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The press. So mm. here, here's my thing, right? Because as we're growing these different platforms, whether it is uh, as far as social media platforms, whether it's our podcast, whether it's a video platform, whatever it is, we need to understand the purpose of it. We need to understand more about uh, why do people come here and what is it going to do from the, you know, the bigger standpoint, meaning How's my audience going to react to this? What is the impact that it's going to create, right? And this is a lot of responsibility just based off just some of the hobbies we want to do. A podcast to some is a hobby, right? Some people take it very serious in the business side of things, but some just for for some it's a hobby, right? Social media, some people take that very serious. Some people just find it as just just leisure, right? But for those people who are taking these different platforms serious, it's more like, okay, I have to tread lightly. I know people are going to wait for what I have to say about this. And I know I can get numbers. I know that I can get the ads going on this. I'll probably could monetize this out of the wazoo. But he was like, this is not what this is for, all right? As well as, um, I could like 
really make my teammate feel a certain kind of way. Which, even though it's his platform, it still affected the reason why it never came out. Is it there? There's, there is an episode. Now, here is where I say I'm trying to avoid it, but this is where I can't avoid it, right? So for those who do know, uh, the Kanye West Drink Champs situation, Kanye went on Drink Champs. Nori was hyping it up, right? It's going to do numbers. It's going to be great. Breaking the internet. All that situation, right? He was hyping it up. It was only up for about a day and it got over a million views, but it was so controversy. It was so much things that went wrong with that interview. Now, since that interview, of course, Nori had apologized for the George Floyd comments, for, you know, the Jewish situation, for whatever Kanye was saying on his platform he said, sorry. Now, shout out to Ebro because Ebro was like, come on, Nori. You knew it was going to do numbers. You knew this. You knew what was happening, right? And he was, he tried to dodge it, but then he kind of admitted he did, right? And he actually said, like, look, I already scored a touchdown. I had two interviews with him, or one in part two. I got the numbers. This was just me trying to spike the ball and I lost control. Right now. I'm not going to go super into that. I just wanted to give the backstory of as far as how important it is to control your own platform and being aware of the impact that it can create. Right. This is what people are going to associate you for. So with, with, with Draymond, it could have been like, oh, I'm only going to this podcast for the gossip. And he's like, this is not, this is not what that's for anymore. Like not, not anymore, but ever, right? This is not, you're not going to come here just to find the tea about why I punched my man, right? Mm -hmm. To where we have the other side of things to where it went from a platform that was celebrating the legends to now something that kind of broke people's trust because of certain events that happened. Now, my whole thing about this is control the platform, control your brand. We're creating something bigger than we can even imagine. Right. Nori also it's like, yo, I'm a journalist. I think from a journalist standpoint, I did amazing. Now, some people are going to, he's like, he's a podcaster. Well, Draymond also was like, yo, it's, it's, it's bigger than me, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to understand when we have situations that could probably stir up the pot, do we want to take that risk? Who is it going to impact How's it going to do a positive or negative towards our brand? And I think that's the biggest lesson that I got when it comes to this Draymond Green situation and how he went about it, because he could have. I mean, his his podcast isn't the top top. It's up there, but it's mm -hmm. not the top top. And he knows the eyes are there waiting 100%. for him to say something. They would have clipped that up easy, mm -hmm. but they didn't because he didn't give them any reason to. Yeah. Nori or not Nori, Nori's team clipped that up before it was even released. Mm. You knew what you were doing, but also from a positive side, Draymond knew what he was doing and, and the whole Lesson is just, we have to control the impact. We have to control our platform, right? And we have to understand the real purpose of why we're creating these different pieces of content and these different media platforms. That's rich, man. That's rich. 
you know, just, and, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, I agree. How about that? I agree. <laughs> like, uh, you know yeah, what? I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, Moose, what you got going on in your world? Man, so I want to take it uh, a little bit, uh, you know, just on the funny side. It's actually something that they're testing out in New York City. I, again, y'all, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just home bred thorough through and through right now. So we'll keep it in New York. Yankees, New York. <laughs> Between the Yankees and New York right. laws, right? It's funny. So this article came out on Bloomberg. Shout a couple out of weeks to the ago. people who are in like Bahamas. Right, right, right. It's like, whoa, what up? What about us right here? Right. Uh, we'll, we'll make our we'll make our way around the world. We coming. Just just wait for us. But uh, this article came out, man, on Bloomberg, which I thought was pretty interesting. And they said that uh, New York City is proposing cash offer for spotting uh, spotting parking violations in the parking lane. In short, what it's saying is, it will allow pedestrians to photograph any vehicle, truck, or whatever that is blocking a bike lane, okay? And if they report it, <coughs> Stitch, they will, uh, <laughs> it's a joke, they will uh, get 25% of the $175 ticket amount, all right? Now, you can go down this path of like, oh my God, how could they, and this, this, and that, and of course, I'm gonna joke about snitches, et cetera. But the truth is, he was, here's how I look at it from a business perspective. Right now, it is not a secret that there is a hiring shortage, that it's difficult to bring top talent, retain top talent, or bring people onto your business or your team. When I look at something like this, I go beyond the headlines and I say, what can that mean for me as a business person? Immediately, it's a reminder of finding creative ways to bring outside help, right, at a discounted rate. That's one of the immediate ways. The second thing that comes to mind is that it's really allowing you to make sure that the people who you've invested all of your time, energy, and resources to train them and get them up to speed, that you make sure they do things that are more meaningful. A lot of times business owners, especially when things are falling behind or they're just running slim on their numbers, they tend to overload all of the even meaningless responsibilities on their top players. So now you got someone who's making $100,000 doing tasks that are worth $10 an hour. Now, they're too good for the $10 an hour task, $15 an hour task, and they're not focused on the thing that you're paying the, mo the most dollars for, simply because of whatever reason that you know we give to in our mind for delegating to those people. So just when you see taglines like this, man, I think immediately from a business standpoint, you gotta say, what does this mean for me as a business owner, as a creative entrepreneur, or someone who's leading or hoping to build a team? And it's be mindful of just those basic fundamentals. And I won't call them basic, but just leadership tips around, hey, think, think of outside or creative ways to bring talent into your organization to help you fulfill the needs and don't overload basic responsibilities to top players on your staff because you have too much to do. You want your top people doing the things that are going to earn you the most income, period, point blank. And there you have it. Sheesh. I saw somewhere that somebody made like six. I don't know if it was six thousand or sixty-four thousand. I don't know what it was. It was it was thousands. Yeah, yeah. No, there's somebody a couple of years ago. They had a similar program out, but it was for a different type of um, law. I think it was for idling, and someone someone racked in over a hundred grand for the year. So, people, if you want to um, take a picture of idling trucks, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, Moose is going to call you a snitch. Moose is going to call you a snitch. I'm going to call you a side hustler. Okay. For those, it, it could be, you can make that into a brand. You will probably get hurt because. That's hilarious. I think, oh, what was it? I saw, <laughs> I saw a reel about it. You. Yeah. yeah. I saw a reel about it. Like you could get punched and, and hurt by that. But uh, yeah, side hustler, I will call you uh, and you should document it. And it could be a new YouTube series that you can monetize. There you go. Wow. Business models. Look at how we do this. Now we got a, a fun little segment called uh, 
things you could live without. Okay. Well, let me get the. <laughs> you could have lived without this one. All right. So, uh, how we're gonna go about this? Uh, we need your answers. Whether you want to tweet it, whether you want to put it in the comments, however you want to go about it, DM us. But we got three things, and I want to know what you could have lived without or is going to live without. All right. So uh, the first one is uh, ads being ran on Uber based off uh, where you're traveling to. Why? Why hmm. are they doing that? Why? Why are we going about this? OK, next one is Netflix charging subscribers uh, in 2023. When you share your password, we saw mm -hmm. that coming. We saw yeah, that. Yeah. We saw they that coming. About it. They losing way too much money with that. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, Kanye West talking about anything besides music. Okay. Mm. So uh, ads being ran. That's, that's one. Ads being ran on Uber based off where you're going, right? Netflix charging you for passwords or Kanye. Let us know. Okay. Uh, tweet us, comment that whole nine, uh, whether you want to hit us separately, but anywhere at Nikki and Moose, we want to know your answers. You got to pick one. You can't say all, please don't say all. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. All right. Please don't do that. But anyway, not all of the above. Yeah, let's not let's not get all. Yeah, let's not do that. But uh, let's get into our typical blueprint section. Um, I found something really dope that I think Moose would really enjoy. Right. Um, I was watching an interview. I watched two interviews that pretty much combined to saying the same thing. Right. Um, Jamel Hill and uh Byron, what's his name? What's, what's Byron Allen? There it is. Byron Island. And the concept is, do we do, let's say, show business or business show? Do we do journalism or business first? And pretty much with the, just keeping it very generic, do we go with our passion first and then the business side? Or do we do business and then our passion. So this is what uh, Miss Hill said. So you said that you became a better journalist when you became a better mm -hmm. businesswoman. I'm dying to know what you mean by that. It's societal conditioning that we as women absorb and it gets in our head, despite the fact we outperform, you know, we're carrying a tremendous amount of weight, but yet we're, we have this conditioning that tells us we should be happy to be there. And when you have that, we should be happy to be there. It will cost you money because you will wind up taking jobs and taking less compensation because you feel like somebody's taking a chance on you. And like, no, they hired you because you're talented and you're good. They didn't hire you because of charity. That's one. Shout out to her with the J's, by the way. But for, for my audio people, she was wearing the Jordan 3s, the black cements. Not like you care, but I do. And then let's hear what uh, Byron says. I realized early on, it's not show business, it's business show. Juxtapose those two words. And now you can do all the shows you want. Learn the business side. A lot of people show up, they want to be Elvis. Nah, you got to show up, you got to be John D. Rockefeller. Mm. Wow. Man, two, two and, and, and you know, in a ways, I feel as though they're saying the same thing, but they arrived at them differently, right? I, I, and I, I can definitely relate with Byron Allen on this one because a lot of times, and this is the blessing and the curse of your passion, when you're passionate about something, you are excited to partake in getting the opportunity to finally do it. You always wanted to be an artist or a musician or a photographer or a web designer. And you never thought that someone like you could have the opportunity to actually do that. Then you finally start learning the craft. You acquire some clients. You find yourself in the game and you're like, man, I'm so happy to do this that I just want to focus on only doing that. 
you want to be a speaker, a consultant, a coach, whatever, same thing, right? You're just so happy to have the opportunity that you actually start to become blind to what's the real opportunity, to what's the real business model and how it works. And so I got to agree with Byron Allen on this one, because when you really understand what is the real game that's being played or what's the, what's the thing that really ticks, what's the, what's the piece that they're after all, then you can adjust your moves accordingly. It's not to say that you got to stop or alter the thing that you're passionate about. You can still pursue your passion wholeheartedly, but you're doing it in a way that at least is securing your future, future in the long run. Because unfortunately, a lot of times get so caught up in, again, and, and she, she says it perfectly too, Jamel Hill around being so excited to just have the opportunity or, or to be present that you don't think about, hey, is this sustainable for my future? Am I playing the right game? A lot of times we have the right skill set, but we're in the wrong vehicle. So it's not to say change your skill set, but just put your skill set in the right vehicle so that you can play a big enough game that gives you the return that you want. So I see it. Yeah, I agree with that. And quick backstory uh, for those people who don't know who Jamel Hill and, and Byron Allen is. Uh, if y'all remember... Uh, a lady that got fired from ESPN, not fired, she she left. Let me let me correct that. Right. Um, based off some political stuff when Trump was in office. That's her. She's an amazing journalist, but that's probably what you remember her for. Uh, and then uh, the man who bought the Weather Channel. That's my mm. crazy. Mm. Right. Um, so. Here, here's my thought with this. I completely agree with, and I wish I would have understood the business side because it creates a freedom to uh, do whatever you want to do once you understand that, right? So the only reason, if, if from a creator standpoint, I'm going to speak from a creator side, right? If we could just create whatever we want, if we can do our passion with no stress, life would be amazing, right? But we have bills and we have to figure out a way sometimes of how this is, I love to do this, so how can I do this and get paid, right? But because we go more off of the passion side first. This is something we love to do for free anyways. We move that way sometimes in business. And it actually, for some, hurts us to the point where we don't even love it no more because we weren't educated on the business side, right? If we were educated on the business side and we knew things like negotiating, we knew things about uh, contracts. We knew things about pricing early. Partnerships, collaborations. Then we could create all we want to. For, for people who like to make stuff, they can make stuff. For people who like uh, to sing, whatever, they could do that. If you like to do clothes, whatever it is, you like to consult, whatever you like to do, you can do an unlimited amount of that the second the paperwork's in order. The second the money's coming in with no stress. Like, the reason why there, to some people, there is a stress on money because when you have enough, you have no stress. You can do whatever you want. It creates freedom. So I love what, what Byron said because he was like, yo, I can create as many shows as I want. I don't have to, like, I don't have to move in a certain kind of way or wait for certain things because I already understand the business side. I know percentages. I know uh, contracts. I know when I got to get in the room and what deals to make, right? And even with uh, Miss Hill, like, I was watching the... EYL uh, interview 
she said some really fire things. I got to send it to you. Right. But, um, and she was like, yo, there was a show that I was doing on ESPN and I was getting paid less than the person that I, that was my co-host. And we were doing the same exact thing. We weren't doing anything different. Right. We did the same exact research, the same exact talking amount, that whole nine. And for like three contracts, like she, she had like a signing bonus. And at the end of it, that was their way of saying, yo, we messed up the first three. Here you go. It was like a seven figure signing bonus. Right. Cause she was wow. on sports center. That was a big deal. Right. So she understood after going through the business side of ESPN, like, okay, we got, we got to negotiate these things. And she says something, hold on. Let me, let me see if I can find it. You're going to love this quote. It's, it's similar to your, what's your favorite uh, Jay-Z quote that you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Okay. So, uh, she says the same exact thing. It's not even deserved. She says, it's not about your worth. It's, it's about what you will negotiate. Mm. So it's similar. And so yeah. I was like, and, but you don't, you don't get that unless you went through something. You don't get that. And, and a lot of creators, a lot of people who go based off their passions first get burned with an understanding that too late, I wouldn't say too late, but no, because this is some of the things we need to know in the beginning. So, yeah. But I don't know if there's anybody who does know these things in the beginning, mm -mm. unless you were no. like born into business. Yeah. 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 No, I, I doubt it. I think you, you, maybe you have a natural thought process of, okay, just logically, I feel that this is the way to do it. But unless you, you came up that way, like you said, I don't think it exists. Most of us are typically too just excited to have the opportunity that it can work. It, it, it almost overshadows everything else. That's so weird. But like I would I would love to just do the things that I love with no problem. With no stress. With no problems. But we we could probably look at our journeys and be like. And that could have just been so avoided if the business side was straight or if we laid this out in the beginning or I would have known this earlier. Like, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't say, I wish I would have known this earlier. Yeah. What, what, what makes it, you know, what do you think in your mind makes it so, I guess, difficult to ask somebody for their input or just to communicate in general? Input on what? On just like how, side? you know, yeah, because I feel that it is, it is a little personal. I think there's always that, uh, what is it called? Like it's taboo to ask someone about their money or how much money. And it's not even about that. It's just saying how to make it work. You feel me? I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's not common practice to say, Hey, how do I structure this right here? Um, I mean, I don't know if it is about the personal side, like Invading. I think we just some based off maybe culture are not used to asking questions, period. Right. Like you figure it out on on your own situation. But then there's like I was watching uh, Meg Thee Stallion interview on Forbes and she was surprised how normal Jay-Z and Beyonce are. Right. Super dope flex that she did. But um, and how they just want to give up the game. Right. There are people that are just like, please ask me because I went through things and I want you to learn Take from it. me. Ask me, yeah. please. But sometimes we don't know what to ask. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know when when I think back at some of the stuff that I've done, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. So yeah. how can I ask if I don't know that needed a contract. I didn't know that needed an agreement. I didn't know, like, I, I'm not of the business world. So I don't know if somebody, if they say this 
and they don't do that, it's okay because it's not written anywhere. Like, it's weird. Like, the business side for me is still very weird. I'm understanding it more, but it's taken years to understand, right? Not that I'm not asking questions. It's now at a point, am I around the right people to ask the questions? That's another thing. Because I'm around people, but do they have the answers that I'm seeking for? Yeah, yeah. And then also yeah, another thing of assuming. We assume they don't know. Mm -hmm. So we never ask. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I think, you know, in all transparency for me too, I, I think complacency has a lot to do with it. Because com complacency or lack of exposure, I think either way you can you can talk about it or a combination of the two. But you get to a point where you think that that's that's the highest level of success that you desire or can achieve. And so you stop. You, you sit in that. You stop learning. And just as I'm getting back into different elements of business, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think I've, I've been in business my whole life. Like I, I took over my father's business when I was 15 years old. It's like you're talking about 17 or 18 years of business experience, but, mm -hmm. uh, I stopped learning. And when you stop learning, because you think that your experience is going to be enough to carry you forward, you miss out on some things that can make you sharper, whether it be because of new, new trends and strategies or just new platforms as they arise. So I think as we just stay in simple things, stay in the state of learning to stay on top of your game and know that you can be number one today, but what you did previously is not going to qualify you today. You got to stay in that pursuit of learning. Not saying stay in the pursuit of hunting and building and I'm not trying to go down that route, but I'm just saying just simply stay in a student. It keeps you sharp enough to know what to do, what not to do, or what doesn't feel right. So maybe I can ask a question. I, th I think if we could just get to that level, mm -hmm. we're way better off than the, dang, so that's how it's going to be? Right. <laughs> and he's like, that's messed up. And it's like, it's too late at that point. So what would you say, okay, starting, starting up, right? Somebody, all right, I want to start a business. Well, not even that. I have something I'm passionate about because if mm -hmm. we look at, at Byron Allen, that was uh, media, right? Mm -hmm. He, his story is so dope because his mom interned at like NBC. And so at a very young age, he saw comedy and things like that and was like, yo, I, I want to do this. Was always at the right places, talking to the right people. This is what I want to be. And it actually uh, manifested into that, right? Um, and then of course, uh, Ms. Hill, she, she always loved writing, you know, journalism is such a, like, there's this, uh, thing she said where it was like in journalism, we're supposed to be truth tellers on top of being storytellers. Mm, I was like, that's, that's good. Right. Right. That's so fire. Right. Yeah. Um, so they led with what they love. Mm. Right. And what they're passionate about. So if you have somebody who is passionate about things and now they're getting into the business side of, of the world, right? What even because, you know, she got hired with ESPN. Some people may consider that, you know, a nine to five W2 situation, right? What would you say top three things to get you ready for the business world of your passion? Yeah, I think you got to study marketing and sales, legal and accounting. I think I think I think when you're starting a business, you don't see beyond it because you're either incredibly gifted at creating or fulfilling the thing and you think that by simply doing that you're going to be totally fine. But a lot of trouble comes up in not understanding business law, right? Just understanding contracts simple transactions such as that law as 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 annoying as it may seem is so critical and i'm right. learning this more and more every single day you don't have to do it but get you a good lawyer understanding the importance of legal counsel is important in building your business getting a good accountant 
understanding, you know, to help you manage your money, to keep you in a, in a good state with the IRS. Very, very, very important. You, it, it's so, it's so stressful. It gives so much anxiety when you're coming up towards that tax time and you, you haven't been on top of your books or you're not sure what's happening, or maybe you have a big tax liability, but you overspent or you didn't do the right thing with your money. And now you have to come out of pocket or take money from this year to pay for last year. And it's the robbing or taking from Peter to pay Paul situation. It, it's, it's not the best thing. So I think that's another area where a lot of us tend to mess up in is in accounting or with the IRS. And then lastly, marketing. The biggest thing, and this is from my personal experience, I know that humble people struggle to market themselves in business. For them, marketing is not moral or it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a flex where you're trying to bring the wrong attention to you. But at the end of the day, without marketing, there is no sales and without sales, there's no business. So I think, I think between those three layers, if we as first-generation entrepreneurs or creative entrepreneurs entering this, this rave of entrepreneurship, we got to start thinking about those three layers on top of our gift. And of course, you know, there's something about management and working with others, but I'd like to think that that falls under personal development. Mm. Hopefully y'all took notes. Hopefully y'all took notes. Um, okay. Uh, I got a little battle. Okay. Okay. I have a little battle. Um, position, power, mm. versus media. Okay. I'm following. Are you? Are you? I want to know position. what's... So power. More of like president... Uh, ah, king, okay, okay. queen, whatever. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Versus media. Mm-hmm. What's more important? Hmm. Think about that. I'm gonna okay. show you something, and then okay, okay. I want I want your answer. Okay, so <laughs> okay, think about cool, it. Cool. Cool. Ready? Ready. Okay. The president of the United States is not the most powerful person in the world. The most powerful person in the world is the person who controls media because we control what you hear, what you see, what you think, what you read, and ultimately how you behave. So, ask in. Power, position, versus media. Wow. I mean, I, so here's the thing. I've always thought of them as a checks and balance system. Mm. One, one keeps the other in check. Okay. So the president can't go crazy because he knows the media is holding him accountable. The media can't go crazy because the president is still the president and there's the moral obligation or just the, the, the law of the land that you have to right, abide by, at least on front street. So I've always looked at them as a checks and balance system. Now, as I don't, I would, I would hate, you know, to sound like I'm uh, trying to be of like super woke culture or something like that, but I do on, have woke. to admit. All right. Stay woke. <laughs> you know All right. Like, yeah. Just, just keep the lights Didn't on. Didn't even but, know you were that tight. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard not to be honestly. I think everything is, is a conspiracy now. It's like, there's oh, something wow. behind everything, but uh, I, I do, I do, as I'm learning more about the history of media and what has happened. I think there, there's a movie or a documentary. I'm not sure which one. I I think I saw it on Netflix where they talked about one of the presidential elections. There was one debate in particular that took a wide turn because one of the, one of the candidates, the presidential candidates refused to put makeup on during the national debate. And the way he was perceived by the nation through the lens of the media he looked as though he was not as confident, not as cool, calm, and collected mm. under pressure. And he ended up losing that election because of it. Now that's, mm. that's, that's, that's framing, right? That's, that's in a sense how the media frames a, a particular story or a lens so that you can have a, diff, a certain character. And, and I, I, I do have, 
I have seen that historically just through certain things that I've watched and seen. And even with my own story, that at times when I've dealt with news outlets and how they can take a part of your story and you're saying something and then they'll mute what you say and narrate mm. over narrate over what you were trying to say and make it something totally different then you come right. up on tv looking crazy like wait what what happened and it's like oh y'all really got this under control and you don't have a final say before it goes out so i can see one being more powerful than the other but i've always looked at them as a checks and balance mm. what's um, your thoughts on this one well i mean I can see, I can see why you say that to an extent, but then uh, I'm a I'm a tread lightly, but I'm gonna use uh, Trump as an example, okay. right? So when he was running for president, the media was somewhat on his side, right? So meaning you you see more of the good of what possibly Trump was providing to where he got the votes that he did. Okay. Now there was still rumbling of his views and his thoughts. Right. But the media kept that little bit like surface level and then showed more of, okay, now Trump is in presidency, but then Media, it seemed like media was having a battle. There was part that was pro-Trump. There was part that was anti-Trump, right? And so what people thought of this particular person wasn't solely crafted on what Trump was doing. It was what people were saying and the storytelling behind uh you know, uh, Trump. And so yeah. when we look at Biden, because of what media had did with Trump, now Biden was seen as the savior. And now mm. media is doing, well, what has Biden done lately? Kind of thing. Right. right? right. That's true. That's true. So it's more on, I, I do believe if you have, control over media that has a lot of power because you're influencing the masses where with the position, you still have to tell somebody to execute this, to do this, to do that. Where if I say, this is the story that we're going to run we're going to run this on all broadcast stations um, clip this up, make sure that the major blogs have this. And so now the overwhelm of, uh, of everything is that particular story, right? The reason why, uh, of course I'm gonna bring this back. Wow. Lord, <laughs> I cannot get away from it. But, um, the reason why everybody is upset with, uh, Kanye West a.k.a. yay, because I don't want to disrespect his name because he did change it, right, is because the world saw what happened with George Floyd, right? The, the media made sure that that was out in the world. You, they, there's no denying what happened to that man. And now because of a person who has somewhat position because of money, mm -hmm is saying different is causing a huge uproar because the media side showed the world what happened. Right. And then of course, evidence from a, from a medical standpoint showed what, what we saw on, on our phones, on our computers, on our TVs was true to, to what medical is, is saying it's facts are facts, right? So I do believe if you hold strong and then I think this is another reason why, um, Kanye is buying a social media platform, because if you have control of a platform, if you have control of media, you have control 
of a lot of influence from a masses standpoint. This is not just a mm. little cute little profile. This is not a station or per se. This is like, this is something that can affect the world. Nothing Kanye, you know, um, right. owning that, that platform, but I'm saying the media, if you own, if you control media, you control the feelings, whether it's positive feelings, negative feelings, like we probably still have racism till this day because of media. Oh, a thousand percent. Right? Yeah. We have we have a lot of things, prejudice stuff, uh some stereotypical stuff, just negative things based off what we see, what we hear, what content is put out, right? That can't change just because one person comes into position and says no more, no mas. Mm -hmm. They're like, cute. But it's all over here. The huge billboard that says this. Mm, yeah. What are you talking about? Right? So I I agree with uh with the uh with the media part and not necessarily position. Because if you have position, hopefully you have control of the media too. Right. Hopefully. To clean but, the narrative up. Yeah. Right, right, right. But we've clearly seen people in position from people we like and people we don't like that don't really have both situations. They don't have position or power and media. They may have some. They may don't. It still doesn't have the masses. I think if you can control the masses and trigger uh, it to a to the way that you want. I won't even say positive way because some people's narratives may want to be negative, right? Um, however you control that is, it says a lot about uh, the position you have. That's real. Yay. That's real. I like that. I like that. And then one quick bonus I got. One quick bonus uh, that I think uh, Moose... Can can speak on uh, is uh, did we see what Jay Z did? Yes, yes. Actually, I did. I did. Now that's interesting, though. So, um, so real quick, people. Uh, mm -hmm. We know Jay Z owns Duce, right? And I guess he has a partnership. And correct me if I'm wrong. He has a partnership with Bacardi. He's mentioned Bacardi multiple times in his verses. Uh, he's suing um, Bacardi because he wants trans financial transparency. He wants the books open, people. Now, <laughs> I haven't heard this term or I haven't paid attention. Let's say this. I haven't paid attention to this term since the Joe Budden situation when Rory wanted to have the books open to see what's going on with the whole money thing. So. Most as as we close this up, can we like understand what's happening with why is he suing Bacardi? I thought yeah. we were good. What's 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 going on? Yeah, I mean, I I think when it comes down to business, especially and especially such an equal partnership, you're not talking about 70, 30, 90, 10. It's a small royalty fee that you're getting for your contributions and helping us sell more products or distribute and brand our you know, product in this case. You're talking about a 50-50 partnership. That means you're looked at as equally liable, responsible, and awarded for everything that we do here. So it's totally fair game to say, so open up the books, let me see how you arrived at that number. Because a lot of times when someone is questioning the books, they're saying, okay, nah, I feel you that you're saying the number is 97, but can you show me how we got to 97? Mm. <laughs> That's what makes people uncomfortable because uh, truth be told, and you should check with your partners, what is their uh, accounting practice, if you will. Apparently there are some different accounting standards that some people will use based on how they run their companies. And so, literally something as little as first in, first out, 
or last in, first out. Like there's just little things like that that can make the numbers totally different. And I don't think it's a bad question to ask. Me personally, that's that I think puts people in more of uh, say like a trusting relationship because you're super transparent about, hey, here's what's coming in. Here's what's going out. Here's what we're doing with this according to our agreement. But uh, it's interesting that he's going to the extent of suing, though. It's like, oh, yeah, nah. Give me, boom. Right. Um, now, my... This is way above my pay grade, right? <laughs> way above my pay grade. Um, Mine too. I ain't even going yeah, yeah. to try in front. That's, yeah. Way yeah. above my pay grade. But my thing is, uh, from a lesson-wise of like what could have uh what could have been done to avoid this like what kind of transparency is needed from regular people of co- of course right we're not on Jay-Z status just yet we don't have a uh, Bacardi money just yet or anything like that right um but there are partnerships that are being done every day, you know, whether it's just verbal, like, yeah, let's Mm -hmm. do this together. Right. Um, and, and others have things on paper. Is there something maybe even in the paper, like the paperwork where you could say that transparency with financial stuff needs to be spoken about? Like, how do we avoid, I'm, I don't, not saying that we're on this tip, but I don't want a Joe Budden situation. I don't want to get sued because I didn't show my QuickBooks this, this week, you know, like what can people do to avoid uh, anybody? Cause that, that does feel offensive. Yo, let's open the books. Wait, you don't trust me? What's happening? Like we're all, this is moving smoothly. You know what I mean? Like, w- did something just go wrong all of a sudden? And <laughs> the um, the person who sent this, uh, shout out to Alex, but um, I was like, something had to trigger it. Some, it's always something that triggers <laughs> to be like, is because if things are just ran smooth, no one cares. Yeah, that's and true. No one cares. Yeah. We're good. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's happy. We're good. Something happened to trigger to be like, let me see that. Let me, I don't, not saying you're doing anything wrong, but let me see what's happening. Yes. I mean, sometimes stuff goes wrong, but sometimes mistakes happen, to be honest with you. I mean, I think there was a a situation. But if it was a mistake, you would get sued. Well, no, unless you feel as though the person intentionally did it with with the intent to sneak it behind you. Like they they mm-hmm. were hoping that you you wouldn't catch the mistake. I think now that is okay, yep. You crossed the line far enough and I caught you. Right. And so that is that is the repercussion. I understand that. And I think also Jay Jay is at that level where he knows how to really play the the big corporate game very strategically he's not you know going to take it uh i'm sure there's there's a method to the madness on 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 his approach for going the sue route but i'm but i'm saying and and back to your question just in terms of a a, from a lesson piece i think that there are honest mistakes that happen i think there Mm -hmm. was something that you know speak about it openly so i don't give too many clues not that i ever do anyway but you know here it is i like to think i do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, gonna, uh, I'm gonna give you three two uh 0.2 percent into my life right but yeah, that's all yeah. you get you still be very little, confused a little tad bit but you know there until this day the same mistake is still under review like hey the accounting should not be done this way mm. oh no but that's how it no but it's and then it's like you know it, it, it i think that opens time or or things like that, they open the door for legal to get involved, whether it's attorneys talking with one, one another from each party to try and fall on equal ground or a compromise, a happy medium somewhere. So sometimes it's not even a lack of trust. It could be just 
two different parties. And that's why I say, hey, are you are you and your partners in line with how you do your accounting? Because mm -hmm. that just the difference in viewpoint of how accounting should be done can create a big disconnect. So we can agree on the business model, on how we should do it. Our skill sets are complementary. We're talking about uh, we agree to divide the money equally or a certain share. You can agree on all of that. But something as simple as we have different viewpoints on how accounting should be done will give us two completely different numbers of what 50-50 looks like. And yeah. Thanks. Well, people, jam pack episode. Um, listen, with uh, the versus part as far as the position or power versus media tweet us comment let us know what you would pick is it power and position or is it media what what would you pick okay and what do you think about everything we said from the passion and business side um jay-z suing um draymond green and jordan Poole. Uh, having a side hustle of snitching. You know what I mean? All this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, God, listen, uh, snitches got to get side paid. Hustle. Yeah, so, they got paid too. Uh, they, they get paid a good amount of money too. So uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about the episode and especially of the new format. Um, yeah, Moose. Yeah. Final words. Man, listen, this may sound funny, cliche, or basic, but it's none of the three. Please get some sleep, drink some water, and get some good food this week. Y'all need it, okay? Get some sleep, drink some water, and get some good food. Stop neglecting your health, man. It's going to catch up to you one day. That's all I got to say. <laughs>